will not introduce everything tonight. I will just introduce the concept of what we are going to uh, begin here at Truth Church as far as our family, our church family is concerned. And anybody, anybody uh, that comes into our church, any guests, if you're a guest here tonight, welcome. Let's welcome our guests here. Thank you so very much. I want to preface this by saying this is just another way to close the back door, if you will. Many years ago, we started changing some things. Um, we implemented first steps, and that was an effort to get people connected to the body of Christ, making sure that uh, whatever it takes that they could uh, get into the culture, get into what God says and what God wants them to do, and maybe they would begin to think that direction, something that we had never done before. And so we implemented that. And then I began to see uh, a series of events through the years that uh, people don't know why they believe what they believe. They don't understand what the Bible says. And so that in helped us introduce Deeper Life, which we began on Sunday. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can I just take a commercial break for a moment? I'm hurrying because I know that we, we need some time of prayer together as a family tonight. But can I just say... It is imperative. Brother Jonathan, you're probably going to have a host of people on Sunday after this, I hope. Um, it is imperative, ladies and gentlemen, that you know why you believe what you believe. Amen. I, I, that's, that's in order. But listen to me. We are apostolic. Yes. We are Pentecostal. Yes. But that's not why you believe what you believe. Hold on a second. If that, if you ever have an answer, well, I do this because I'm Pentecostal. Shame on you. I do this. I live this way, and I live separated from the world, and I live a pure and a holy life, and I worship and I lift my hands because the Bible tells me to do this. If you can't see me, it has zero to do with being a United Pentecostal member, being a part of that, that organization. It has everything to do with being a lover of Jesus Christ, being a student of God's word. Amen. Amen. Nothing that we do here is obscure. It's not hidden away or we do this in the back corner. No, it is in the word of God. And that's why we believe what we believe. That's why we do what we do. That's, the act. that's why we dress the way we dress. That's why we talk the way we talk. That's why we, want to, we do it because the Bible teaches us to do it. Amen? And so I just want to give that little commercial break. It's important that you go to deeper life. Well, I don't have time. Shame on you. We used to have two services. Most everyone that, used, that calls Truth Church their home for a long time over the past 10 years, you used to come to two services and there was no problem. We only have one. And so that's about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And he tries his best to give you information as quickly as possible. And you can even take it home. What is that? And he, and he feeds you. Yes, he feeds you. And it is not, it is not something that it was just pulled from the hip. This is things that... I, I learned from when I was in Bible college. I took this information, and I worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. I gave it to Brother Jonathan. I said, Brother Jonathan, work on it more. If it's uh, stuff, thing, things need to be taken out, take it out. If we need to add some more things, add some more things, because I want people to know. I want The reason why I want you to know, because the Bible tells us, when somebody comes up and says, hey, why do you do this? You need to be able to give an account. You need to be able to give a, an answer to them. That's what the Bible says. And so that's why that it's important that you make time for deeper life. I want you to be a Christian, not by just saying I'm a Christian. I want you to know why you're a Christian. In the day and age we live in, nobody's unsaved. Everybody's saved. Well, we need to get in the book and make sure that we're saved. Amen? When you get in the book, there's things that you could probably start saying, you know something? I might need to change this. I might need to alter this. Anyway, praise the Lord. Um, I'm, I'm hurting. 
But tonight, there's something that we're going to implement. And again, I will not reveal everything. I will not reveal uh, everybody that is going to be um, a leader in this. That will happen on Sunday morning. But I wanted to release the concept tonight. And then I want us to take some time of prayer. And if you realize, if you didn't realize this, tonight is the night where we change our quarterly prayer groups. All of our executive team, they'll be lined up around the uh, church here in a little while at the end. And you'll find yourself another prayer group. Uh, maybe your prayer group was active on groups on our uh, app. Maybe it was not. Uh, but if you need some more help, if you need somebody to take needs to, things like that, then uh, you're going to want to uh, be a part of one of our uh, prayer groups tonight. If you have a need in your life, I want you to make it known by the uplifted hand. Praise God. If you've brought your gifts tonight, you want to get those ready as well. And let's ask God to bless our night. Amen. Let's ask God to bless our offerings that we're going to give here in just a second. And let's ask God to minister and touch these individuals that are on the screen and every hand that was lifted here this evening. Lord, we thank you so very much for your goodness and your mercy and your power. Lord, I'm asking that your glory would be revealed. I'm asking that, Lord, joy would be in the house. I'm asking that peace would be in the house. Lord, let your presence and your power be demonstrated in this place tonight. In the name of the Lord, would you lead and guide me, O Lord, as a shepherd to do exactly what you desire me to do. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want your glory to be revealed in this building tonight. I want people to be touched, Lord. I want your presence and your power, Lord, to be demonstrated, Lord, in the lives of men and women. In the name of Jesus, Lord, touch, touch every man, touch every lady that is in this place tonight. Bless their homes, God. Bless their finances, their health, oh Lord. I'm asking that you would unify Truth Church beyond anything, Lord, that we have been before. I'm asking that you would, Lord, allow guests and allow uh, new converts, Lord, to feel more welcome than they've ever felt before about, about being in the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking that a blood covering would be upon Truth Church in Jesus' name. I'm asking that guidance would be here, Lord, from your word. Let there be men and women and young people and children that would begin to study their show to show themselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. We honor you and we thank you in Jesus' name, Lord. We bless your name and we honor your name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you have your gifts, you can give those tonight here in these buckets or our boxes on either side of our media booth or you can also give online. God bless you. Give cheerfully right now if you would. Praise God. You may be seated after you've given. Praise God. I am, I am going to hurry. I'm going to try to make sure that we have at least 30 minutes. I'm not going to uh, do very much evangelistic type talking. I'm just going to give information if you'll allow me for a moment. Uh, if our media team uh, can make available Exodus 18, Exodus 18. If you have a Bible or a phone, I encourage you to get this. Uh, Exodus 18. This is a, a conversation, a happening in God's word uh, that an elder, an elder, I, I'm just, I guess, prefacing it a little bit, an elder saw something that needed to change. And I feel, I feel if we are going to be what God wants us to be, if we are going to be the church that God wants us to be, if we're going to be able to influence and help and minister how God wants us to do that, then I believe this is something that we need to implement here at Truth Church. I know that it will cause us to have to do things different, but I want to grow. Amen? I, I want people to grow. I want the church to grow. I want people to know more about truth, and I want us to be able to facilitate that. Uh, last year, we talked about maturing. We as a body of Christ need to mature, and we need to be able to give answers and deeper life and all these different things to put in put into place. We need to be able to disciple people. Amen? We are the ones that are to do the work of ministry. Can I get an amen in the house? Amen. We got to be able to do the work of ministry, especially in this last and closing hour. We need to be able to, if someone were to come in and they don't know about Jesus Christ, they don't know about uh, truth, they don't know about anything from God's word, we as individuals, Christians, 
people that are saved, they've been living for God, and we we got a handle on some stuff. Maybe not everything, because I don't feel like we ever get a handle on everything, but we need to have a handle on something. I believe we should be the ones that would come alongside that person and say, let me help you. Let me teach you. Let me show you. And I don't think it just needs to be one person that does that. Amen? Amen. I think it needs to be the body of Christ. Exodus 18. Exodus 18, beginning at verse 13. is where this conversation begins. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat, sat to judge the people. And the people stood by Moses from morning until the evening. That's a long time. Amen? And when Moses father-in-law saw all that he did to the people. He said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone? And all the people stand by thee from morning until evening. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another. And I do make them known the statutes of God and his law. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou wilt surely wear away both thou and and this people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Somebody say, you can't do it by yourself. Say, Pastor, you can't do it by yourself. Elbow your neighbor and say, we got to help. Amen. The time for revival at Truth Church has been and it is and it's going to continue to be. I guess seven of you believe that. Amen. There's a reviving. Now listen, we understand what revival means. It's a reviving. There's people that have died. There's people that have walked away. There are people that have become dead to the things of God. Backsliders. People that have slid back. I believe there's a revival coming. I believe there's people in this place that just come to church, but they are dead. But I believe there's a revival. Amen. And I also believe this part because God said it was going to happen. In the last day, saith God, what does it say? I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So it doesn't say that everybody's going to receive that, but I can assure you that there are going to be some that go and find things. There's going to be some people that say, man, I was reading in my word and I started, started seeing something I've never seen before and I want to look and I want to find and they'll start sniffing around, if you will, and they'll find a place and it may be right here. There's going to be an influx of souls in the last day. And I want us to be ready. God has, I believe it, when Brother Dylan was here last year, I, I believe that we began to get in that position for Truth Church to reap a harvest like we have never reaped before. I believe that we're in that position right now. I believe there are men and women that you've prepared yourself. You've done your due diligence. You've, you've got up early in the morning. You've begun to study like you used to not study. And you've begun to pray like you used to not pray. And you, you've now got an understanding and a love for the word that you used to not have. And God has prepared you individually. And you are ready. The Bible says the field is white. What does it say? Already to harvest. The problem is labors are few. But I believe that there are many of you, for the first time in your life, you've got some work done. You've got calluses on your hands now. 
you've developed a prayer life that you've never developed before. You've got, your knees are kind of dirty from being on the floor in prayer and, and you've got some connection with God. And there's some understanding and things that you used to hear preach, you really didn't get, but now you do because you've got in the word yourself. And before you even come to the house of God, you already got a connection in the spirit. And so when Pastor Darren preaches something, you're, I got it. And so I believe, I, be, I truly believe this. I believe that Truth Church is ready to reap a harvest that we've never reaped before. Amen? And it may not be everybody under the sound of my voice, but I do believe, I believe, Brother Noe, I believe, as you said on Sunday at lunch, I believe that we are on the brink of an influx of Spanish-speaking people, and we got to know what to do. Amen? We got to know how to help and minister and teach and, and disciple them and take them for coffee and bring them over to the house for dinner. We got to be able to do those things. The rapture is, in fact, soon. And so that lets us know one thing our time, Brother Philip, our time's short. We don't have very long to do what we need to do. Now, I love the crowd that's here tonight, but ladies and gentlemen, it ain't big enough. Amen? Amen. I want us to be so tight together that we got to get new air conditioners and we got to bust out walls and we got to do all that kind of stuff. Why? Because time's short and there's not enough people that are saved. There's not enough people that know that you must be born of water and of spirit if heaven's going to be your home. Amen? It's more than just accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we've got to be able to teach people that and show them in the Word. Amen. Somebody say, our time's now. We do not have the luxury of spiritual apathy. We don't. Well, just gonna, we can't do that. But when I get strong enough, then I'll start helping. No, you've got to... I, you got to put a time limit on it. I've got, I've got to get where I need to be because I got brothers, I got sisters, I got co-workers, I got neighbors, I got friends. I got to, I got to get where I need to be. I think it's this important that you put it on the calendar. Okay, on April the 30th or, or, or May the 10th, I'm going I'm to be where I feel that God wants me to be because I've got to start discipling people. I got to start teaching a Bible study. I got to start reaching for someone. It should not be that you're limping into the pearly gates. No, my head held, is held high. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. I love him. I'm thankful for him. He saved me from this untoward generation. And you should have a line of people behind you. Not to give you any glory. But God, because you saved me, I was able to disciple. I was able to spend time. I was able to help. Amen. Jesus has left us with a commission to reach the world in our time. Somebody say our time. True students, say our time. our time. Hey, all our true kids, say our time. Come on, say it's our time. All of our adults, say it's our time. Our time. It's our time. Right now is our time to do what God wants us to do. Amen. Praise God. Exodus 18. Exodus 18 is a story of Jethro, how he came to visit his son-in-law, Moses, because he had heard how well things were going for him. When he got there, he went to work with Moses for one day and realized that there had to be some changes. There had to be some things that were that th things had to be different than what they were. The the leadership process, if you will, was flawed. There was things that needed to change and Moses was spending every day, morning to evening, listening to every matter from everybody. Now, I can't say uh, that I haven't been very pastor for very long. I can't say that that's happened to me morning to evening. But I can say that there have been some things that I feel, according to God's word, that there are able men and able ladies 
here at Truth Church that they could take those things and say, let me help you. Let me do some work with you. Let me pray with you. Let me give you some guidance. Let me show you some things. Amen. It's God's word. Moses was doing the only thing he knew how to do. Hearing and helping every person who had a problem. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for years, that has been the culture of many churches. That the pastor is the only one that does any helping. The pastor is the only one that does any kind of influencing. Any kind of direction giving. But that is not how God intended it to be. Amen? The Bible says that we are to bear, to so fulfill Darren Gilbert's law. No. His law. It is our job as able men. I understand that not everybody's able. I understand that not everybody has got a bead, a connection with Jesus Christ. I know that there are some that are a little more mature than others. I get that. And that's why he gave us a blueprint in this scripture. Abled men. Abled people to do this kind of work. One day, one day of being on the job, if you will, with Moses. And Jethro's like, hold on a second. We got to have some change. We got to have some change here. Again, in Exodus 18, verse 17. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the thing that thou doest, I had y'all repeat it, is not good. It's not a good thing that you're being up morning to night. There are people that are able. There are people that know my laws. There are people that need to help out in this situation. There are people that need to take people to the coffee shop and develop them and help them. And when there's a problem and when you miss church, I'll tell you what, I'll just be honest with you, that's a real hard thing. When there's a lot of people missing church, it's, it's hard to make sure. And I, it, hurts, it hurts me because I know that we don't get to everybody. We try to, but it's hard for us to get to everybody. It's hard for us to keep a bead on everybody's relationship. But when there's able-bodied men and women, they got a bead on people, and they're watching. And you know that they're going to miss you if you're not here. Amen. Amen. Then they can reach to you. And when you're stumbling, and when it's hard, when everything's going wrong, you have an able-bodied man or woman to grab your hand and say, Hey, hey, come on. Come on, let me... Let me help you. Let me help guide you and lead you. And I, I know you don't got it all down, but listen, I don't either, but we're going to do this together. And you're not looking. Thank you. You're not looking. Pastor Darren, why, why aren't you doing this? Why, why aren't you? And I'll tell you what it does for me. It makes me feel like I'm a failure. I'm a 40-young-year-old man. <laughs> and I've got 75 children and a wife. Two dogs. I don't know why. We need to get rid of them. Amen. <laughs> Anyways, let me, get, let me get back focused. Verse 18. That will surely, listen to what it says. And this is what I don't want to happen. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason I felt that it was important, because ladies and gentlemen, I have friends that this has happened. And I am an individual that likes preventive maintenance. Okay? And the Bible says, that will surely wear away. Both thou and this people that is with thee. Now I want to stop right there. Yes, I don't want to wear away. But what's most important to me about that scripture is the second part. God has made me a shepherd to lead and to guide and to help. And if I were to wear away, that would cause you to wear away. And I don't want that to happen. And so I feel in God's word we have a blueprint 
that if we would adopt, we could prevent with God's instruction from that happening. Amen? There will be able-bodied men and women that will help and that will be there to bear a burden and that you could have confidence in and that I would have communication with and they could talk to me and I could help them if they need help helping you. And that is not for me to steer clear of helping anybody because I want to. And if they are dire needs and dire emergencies, I feel that that is my job that God's called me to do. But there are some things that are small matters. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise I, listen, I'll, I'll do anything. I will do absolutely anything. I, I'll help you bear your dog. I'll help you. I've, I've done that before, haven't I? I've, I've, helped, I've helped people do that before. I'll help you bear your dog. I, I'll help you change your tire. I, I'll, I'll help you if, you if your kid is telling you you're dumb. I'll help you slap him if you want me to. Is it, I'll use, tell me and give me permission and we'll have that on camera. And I'll help you, I'll help you do that. <laughs> Hope we're not videoing that. <laughs> but I don't want you to wear away. Amen? I don't want to wear away. But I most definitely don't want you to wear away. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Talking to Moses. Moses, doing all that is too heavy for you. Has anybody ever heard me say teamwork makes the... That, that's what this verse 18 is saying. It's saying, hey, that's too heavy for you. But when you have able body men and women, people that are lover, and it gives instruction of who they are, people that hate evil, people that love Jesus Christ, they're, they're following the statutes of God's word. They have a prayer life. They get up in the morning. They go to bed in the evening, and they're in prayer, and they're seeking the face of God. They have a, a time of separation and fasting, and, all of, and they're doing those, those able-bodied men. They're able to say, hey, listen, let me help you lift this up. Let me take this burden off you. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Moses, Moses was an unintended victim of organizational capacity. He was trying to be the long ranger. He was trying to do it all by himself. And that's not how God intended it to be. There was no blueprint for leading the masses. There was nobody that had done it before. The problem Jethro foresaw was a nation that would implode and Moses was, would lose his leadership authority if he kept doing it the way he was doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, he gave us a blueprint, and I want us to follow a, a blueprint. Moses meant well, and I mean well. You know, this is something that I have tried to learn because I have, through the years, I have shied away from it because I used to be the one that said, well, and, and sometimes I revert back, and I don't like it. Well, if it's going to be done right, i got to do it myself. I don't like that because that's... That is a way that it gets real heavy and you stumble and you fall. That is not good leadership. Amen? It is not how it should be. That is not how God intended it to be. And so I don't want to implode and I don't want to cause you to implode. Yes, I believe that we can all do things well and I believe we're going to do things well. Just because we mean well doesn't mean we are doing well. And so I want us to start doing things well. Jethro said, you be these people's representative before God. Bring God their questions and you tell them what he tells you. Teach them his law and how to live godly. But you need other men to be leaders who can help you settle the small matters. So I'm going to be your pastor and I'm going to continue to be your pastor. These people that we are going to put in or I'm going to put into place, these able-bodied men and women, these couples, they are not going to be your pastor, but they're going to be a leader. And they're going to do what God intended us to do. Moses, some things are too small to bother you with. Now, I understand that everybody has problems with ingrown toenails from time to time. And I got a good pair of clippers at my house 
and I got some Epsom salt, and I can help you with that. But that's a small matter, amen? And I would just dare say that it would be a small matter for the, the family leader that we're going to put into place. I think that you could probably take care of that and get somebody else to help you with that. We have surgeons that do stuff like that. Exodus 18, verse 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide, provide out of all the people able men, such as, here's the blueprint here, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetous, covetousness, hating all of those things, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, listen to this, rulers of hundreds, Rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. Verse 22. And let them judge the people at all seasons. And it shall be that every great matter that shall bring unto thee, they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself and they shall bear the burden, listen to this, with thee. Sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? If we're going to fulfill the law of Christ, we got to bear ye one another's burdens. I want us to be a healthy church. I want us to be a healthy spiritual church. I want us to be a healthy praying church. Amen. That's why it's important that we come to prayer meetings. That's why it's important that we go to men's prayer, women's prayer. That's why we come every Sunday, 30 minutes before church, to come to, to weekly prayer. Why? Because it makes us healthy. Amen? It makes us healthy. Very, just some practical things here. What are emergencies? What are some things that you can bring to me? What are some things that you can call our church office about? Or, or you, if you have my cell phone number, you can even call my cell phone. But sometimes I don't answer it. That doesn't mean I don't love you and I don't like you. I just mean sometimes I got stuff going on. Remember I told you I had 75 children and a wife and two dogs. And sometimes that just happens. There's been times that I have started a text message. And I forgot to send sin. I forgot to press sin. Many of you have been a recipient of that. I have typed the message and a phone call came through. And I was on the phone for 75 hours. I don't know why I keep saying 75. But I was on the phone for a long time. And then I got off the phone and I forgot to press sin. And then, did you ever get my text message? I don't even remember you texting me. And I go through and there's this text message sitting in there. And that's happened to me many, many times. But what are some emergencies? Severe illness. Someone taken to the hospital by ambulance. Someone who was admitted to the hospital. Death is a major issue. Major life issues. There's problems with children, problems with marriage. Prob Please come and talk to your pastor. Amen? Amen? Marital issues. I want to know. I want to help you. That's what I'm here for. Legal issues. I want to help you in any way that I possibly can. Who do I reach out to if there's an emergency? I just told you. Call our office or call me if you have my cell phone, and I want to help you. Please do not think, and if you, if you get this wrong, then, again, there's a prayer room. It wasn't intended that way. I'm not trying to shy away from anything. I'm trying to get a blueprint set so we can grow to the capacity that God wants us to grow to. Amen? <laughs> Jethro was telling Moses, you ain't going to be able to do this because it's gonna, you're going to continue to grow. There's going to be new babies come in. There's going to be new people come in. There's going to be more things happening. There's, you're going to get a little, a little more busy. There's gonna, this is a long truck that you're on right now, and you're not going to be able to do this all by yourself. And so he said, listen, let's get some able men. Let's get some able people to help you. What your family, doesn't, your family leader doesn't do, these individuals that you'll find out who they are on Sunday. So if you're not planning to come on Sunday, then you'll have to watch our live stream because we're going to put it into place on Sunday. What your fam family leader does not do, he doesn't replace your pastor. I'm your pastor. Amen. She doesn't replace your pastor. They are leaders, not pastors. And not every leader is a pastor. What your family leader isn't. They are not your church directory. Hey, do you have the phone number so-and-so? Listen, if you want to find out a uh, uh, phone number, then you ask the person. Or you make your information available on our church center app. 
And then everybody can have your phone number if you want them to have your phone number. Amen. They are not the person you call and complain to when you have a bad day. Listen, my wife is a ding batter. My husband's a ding batter. My children are dumb. Don't let's respect their time. Amen. They are not the person you call, text when you're frustrated at things in the church. Hey, listen, I need to talk to you about something that's really frustrating me. Well, join the club. <laughs> There's a lot of things that can frustrate everybody. I think you take those things to the prayer room, amen? How does this affect ongoing Bible studies and small groups and discipling? It doesn't. Okay, it doesn't. This does not mean you can't still reach out to those who have been who you've been meeting with or discipling or talking to. That doesn't mean that, well, this family leader is going to replace all that, so I don't got to do it. No. Remember, bear ye one another's burdens. Let's be disciples. Amen. Let's love God. Let's serve others. Let's love God. Let's serve others. So that's you serving others if you're discipling someone, if you're teaching a Bible study. Let's live for God and let's share with others. Let's fulfill the mission of Truth Church. Amen. This doesn't mean... There is going to be someone checking on you every single day. Okay? It doesn't mean that they're not going to call you every single day. But it does mean when you're not here, they're going to be in church and they're going to look around. And when they're not here, they're going to put somebody in their place that's going to look at everybody on their roster. And they're going to say, well, hey, man, Sister Mary wasn't here or Sister Melody was here. I, I need to reach out to them because I want to make sure that they stay tied to the family of God. Amen? This is someone that can pray with you. This is someone that can counsel with you on small matters. Healthy churches, just a few things. I'm hurrying. Man, we're going to pray. We're still going to pray. Healthy churches view pastors as the individual that does most of the ministry. Unhealthy churches. I'm sorry, I said healthy. Healthy churches, they do most of the ministry, and that's really the only person that does it. Unhealthy churches view the pastor as the one who is going to counsel everybody, who's going to talk to everybody, who's going to be there every time when the service is over. They're going to be there and talk to every person in the church. Unhealthy churches. I want Truth Church to be a healthy church. Amen? None of this changes because... None of this changes because if, it, if we keep on doing it how we're doing it, nothing's going to change. That's what I'm trying to say. It does not change if we decide we're going to keep on doing it how we're going to do it. Well, Pastor, I only talk to you. You're the only one I talk to. Well, this is going to be my answer to you. If you bring me a matter that is a small matter, now emergency, I'll know. If Sister Olivia texts me or calls me or messages me on base camp and says, Pastor, somebody needs to meet with you, then I'm going to know that that's probably an emergency. But if you call me and, hey, I need to talk to you about something, the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to say, have you talked to your family leader? And that's going to help us change the culture. Amen? Amen. Or I'm going to ask you the question, is this a small matter or a big matter? And I know that's going to make people, doesn't mean I don't love you. I'm trying to get us on a new blueprint. Amen? Amen? Because I just want you to think about this for a moment. The amount of people that are in here right now, what if we times that by two? If we times that by two and just a fourth of those people called in a week about small matters, then how in the water world am I going to hear from God to deliver a word of God to the people? I need to change what I'm doing, and I need to become just a counselor. And I need to start charging $350. That's what I was told that counselors charge, $350 a day to talk, or not a day, but a session to talk to that person. I don't believe that's healthy. I believe, according to God's word, that there are small matters that brothers and sisters in the Lord can talk to 
each other and give instruction and help and prayer. And it can happen maybe over one session, one conversation, over many days. Going to coffee, going to, the, going to somebody's house to talk to them about this. And we can bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. We as a church, when a guest comes in the church, a first-time guest, we're going to separate these family groups by the first letter of the last name. And so immediately what this is going to do, when a guest walks in the church and say their last name begins with G, immediately not only are they going to get talked to by the host team and by our new hospitality team, give them a hand. But immediately when that card is given to Sister Olivia, Sister Olivia is going to contact in service the family group leader that deals with the letter G. And they're going to make connection to that person. They're going to do their very best to make connection with that brand new person. Hey, I'm the family group leader for all the G's or all the whatever through G. And I just want you to know if you ever need anything, if you'd like a Bible study, if you'd, if you'd like to go to coffee, I'd love to go to coffee with, and immediately there's going to be a connection. Again, we're closing that back door. Amen? <laughs> immediately, immediate, it's going to be an immediate introduction to, hey, I am so-and-so. And, man, that was awesome word today. Would you like to go to the altar with me? I'm, your fam I'm a family leader here at True Church, and et cetera, et cetera. And all, it's immediate conversation that can happen, immediate opportunity to shut that back door and to make them feel that I'm a part of a family already. Amen? And that's what I want to see happen. I believe it's healthy. There's, and, and they know immediately, <laughs> I keep on saying that, but they know immediately that they are connected to the family of God. And that's what we've got to do if we are going to be a church that God wants. If we're going to be a church that's going to grow and be able to facilitate that growth. I'll tell you this, if we keep doing it how we're doing it, Brother Noe, we're not going to be able to facilitate the growth. We're not going to know what to do. I'm going to wear myself out, and the next person is going to wear themselves out. But if we will be a team, and this right now we're going to have seven family groups, or seven family leaders, and those seven family leaders they're going to have almost, some of them have 50, and I think 30 is the smallest group. And I believe what's going to happen is that's going to have to grow. There's going to, we're going to have to go from 7 to 14 in Jesus' name. And I believe we're going to be able to do that. If Truth Church is going to grow as God desires, we must embrace change that is holding us back from God's promises coming to pass here at Truth Church. So you're wondering what your family group is going to look like. Your family leader, you're wondering who they are. You're going to find that out on Sunday. But I, wanted, I just want to give you this short little thing, and then we're going to begin to pray together and get into our, our uh, prayer groups here in just a moment. All A's, if your name ends with an A, your last name ends with a, not ends with an A, starts with an A, or your last name starts with a B, you're going to be in the same family group. All of the C's, D's, E's, and F's, this will all be on the screen, and you'll have an email this week. All the C's, D's, E's, and F's, they'll be in the same family group. All the G's, H's, and I's will be in the same family group. All the J, K's, L's, and M's will be in the family group. That particular group has 50 people in it. That's going to be a big family group. All the N's, O's, P's, and Q's will be in the same family group. All the R's and the S's will be in the family the same family group. And all, all of the T's, W's, V, or I'm sorry, the, I can't even say my ABC's, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z will be in the same family group. Each of these leaders, they're going to have a church roster with all of their family groups' names on it, all of their, uh, all of their kids' names, all of that. Sorry, Sister Olivia already has all of that set out, and we're going to give these family leaders these particular groups. And they're going to be there to talk to you if you're absent. They're going to, if you're sick, they're going to reach out to you. If you're sick, I want you to reach out to them. 
They're going to communicate that with me. We're going to put that up on the screen, and we're going to be able to pray with you as a body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. They're going to be the one that reaches out to you. You're going to have their phone number. You're, they're going to have your phone number, and y'all going to reach. They'll reach out to you. But I want you to reach out to them in the midst of issues and problems. And Bishop and I, we trust. We trust these family leaders. I promise you. They're people that that I trust very much. I've prayed about it. It's taken me forever to figure out who those people were going to be. I've prayed about it. I've thought about it. I've talked to Sister Ginger about it, and I'm. The reason you don't know all of them because I'm still got to get one more, and I'm still praying about who that's going to be, because I want it to be able men, and able women, able couples that can help facilitate growth here at Truth Church. Somebody say Amen. amen. It is our time, right now, for revival. It's our time for revival. It's our time for growth. It's our time for influx in of souls. It's our time to see things happen in this last and closing hour that we have never seen before. And we're going to be able to do that. We're going to be able to make that happen and facilitate that because we're going to take a blueprint from the Word of God. Amen? The time, the time to embrace change is right now. And so I'm asking you as a family of God, I'm asking you to... Do whatever you possibly can to jump on this. Well, Pastor Darren don't want to talk to me. That's not what's happening. Okay? Pastor Darren don't want to take my call. That's not what's happening. I do want to talk to you. I do want to pastor you. But I, if we are going to grow to what I believe Jesus Christ wants us to grow to, we've got to get a different plan in place. Amen? Amen. If you would, stand your feet. I'm almost done. Almost done. By doing this, we are fulfilling our vision and mission as a church. God has called Truth Church to impact thousands in the greater Texoma area and around the world. We will do this by loving God, serving others, living for God, and sharing with others. Developing leaders is essential if we are going to impact thousands in the greater Texoma area. I can't do it. By myself. The Bible says so. But we can. If we're going to be a, a church that empowers more churches, amen, who starts more churches, then we have got to develop leadership right here in Truth Church. Amen? Somebody say amen. Look at your neighbor and say it's our time. Exodus chapter 18 and verse 23. If thou shalt do this thing, listen to this, and as God commanded thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure. And all this people shall also go to their place in peace. So Moses hearkened. He did it. He hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. And Moses chose able men out of Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And they judged the people at all seasons that had causes that they brought unto Moses. But every small matter, they judged themselves. We are going to have, we are going to have a church that is healthy. We're going to have a church that is going to grow. And we are going to do what I believe God wants us to do as he is causing other churches to do to facilitate this growth in this last and closing hour. Truth Church, I want to grow to what God wants us to grow to. Somebody asked me the question the other day. They said, Pastor Darren, why do you want to grow? Because if we're growing, if we're growing, we are a Book of Acts church. We are. He added to the church that that should be saved. And so I want us to grow. I want us to have troubled waters. I want there be people to be, I want people to get baptized, get receive the Holy Ghost, get baptized, or vice versa. And I want to see them. I want to walk into the coffee shops and I want to see you discipling them. 
I want to see you teaching them Bible studies. I, I, I want to see that happening because that means that we are a healthy, growing church. Amen? I want them to know why they believe what they believe. I want every quarter when we do deeper life, I want it to be packed to capacity. I want us to spend $2,000 on meals because so many people want to know why they believe what they believe. That's a healthy church. That's not just somebody saying they're a Christian. That's somebody saying, I am a Christian. I know I'm a Christian because I know what I believe. I know what the Bible says, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Praise God. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. Somebody say Sunday morning. Sunday morning, we're going to start our month of revival. Amen. You need to invite somebody to be here. Praise the Lord. Brother Adam Shaw, all the way from Canada, is going to be here. Young people, you need to be sure that your student is here on Friday night. They're going to have a great time in the Lord. Brother Adam Shaw is going to be preaching to them this Friday. You want them to be here. It's going to be a great weekend. Everybody say next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is going to be an awesome Wednesday. Wednesday, Brother Dylan is going to be back with us. Amen. It's our first Wednesday. Everybody will be downstairs. None of the young people will be upstairs. And the children will be, we'll all be right here. Do whatever you can to be here. We're going to have a month of revival. I want you to be excited about it. But Sunday morning, during our preliminary time, I'm going to reveal to you who those family leaders are. You'll know exactly what family, you, family group you'll be in. When you'll receive the email by this Friday, you'll receive that email, and you'll know uh, what family group you're going to be in, and you'll find out who your leader is on Sunday. And I'm excited about it. I believe God is going to help us with this. If you, don't, if you don't know those scriptures, go read that tonight. Go read those scriptures tonight in Exodus. Go, go through it. Read the whole thing. Read the whole chapter over and over again and say, man, we're going we're to have that kind of blueprint at Truth Church because we're going to be a church that grows, and we're going to be a church that be, is able to facilitate growth in this last and closing hour. If I could have all of our, uh, our um, executive team, if you'd line up around the building, if you, had, if you were a part of a 